place where your love is shared the same For the stories where the hero saves the girl somehow Where the no further friends, the adventure never ends We will save the world somehow In Sunspots Comics now This issue of the Sunspots Comics podcast is brought to you by our sponsor Cryptid Zoo at cryptidzoo.com Cryptid Zoo is basically a t-shirt line that's uniquely and strangely infused with augmented reality, and it's inspired by cryptozoology folklore figures like the Bigfoot. All the shirts are designed and hand-screen printed on 100% cotton, pre-shrunk t-shirts by the artist and owner of Cryptid Zoo, our friend Julian Meyer. You gotta see it. You hover your smartphone over the shirt and it does stuff on the screen. It's pretty crazy. It just comes to life. You gotta see it. So please check out cryptidzoo.com and also... Use the promotional code Sunspots Comics. That's right, and you'll get 30% off your purchase. Most of the Cryptid Zoo shirts are about 27 bucks, so it's a great deal, and that's with tax and shipping included before the discount. So don't forget, use Sunspots Comics as your promo code on cryptidzoo.com, and you'll get a big discount. And that is C R Y P T I D Zoo.com. Coming out of my cage and I'm doing just hey everybody! Aloha! How you doing? You're listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 140, covering the brand new comics that just came out this last Wednesday, New Comic Book Day, January 10th. This particular podcast of the 11 rules believes that the most important rule is number one, cardio, and number two, the double tap. I am your comic book loving host, Chris Latori. Thank you so much for joining us right here in the Sunspots Comics Podcast. I hope that everybody you know and the people that you care about are happy, they're good, they're healthy. That's super important. So what is this Sunspots Comics podcast? What is it all about? What's the gist? Well, quickly, here it is. Basically, I utilize an obscene amount of comic book years of reading experience and presented in my own just nerdy, positively charged way, I recommend, review, lightly, and discuss, mostly, my favorite comic book picks of the best brand new comics that just came out this last week. So it's really all about the new stuff, the brand new comics. That's what we're all about. Please never miss any issues of the Sunspots Comics podcast. Like I said, this is the 140th. Just subscribe to us, pretty please. Check us out on all the social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, and YouTube, all in one very easy-to-find place with one simple name, at Sunspots Comics. That's right. That's all you got to do to find us. Please check out our extremely robust, girthy podcast feed. It's packed with some great comic book recommendations, so please check us out on the feed. And two fast thank yous, of course, to the dude that's that made our Sunspots Comics theme song, Nick Papa George. Thank you so much. It's a beautiful thing, man. It just makes my heart warm. Please check out his band. It's called Solution. He is the lead singer and guitarist. Go to solutionmusic.net. Yes, solutionmusic.net. For links to their music, uh, some upcoming show, show dates. If you love reggae music, ska, rock, it just kind of infuses all those things. Or just want feel-good music in general, then Solution is for you. Check out Nick Papa George's band. You can see him on the Facebook.com slash Solution Reggae. And also thank you to my son Justin Jables Latori for headmanning our spin-off podcast called Sunspot Scene. That's right. Uh, episode 11 is up up to 1 to 11 is available now. 12 and 13 are coming very soon. It's been a little crazy on the schedule, but they're in the can. They're ready to go. 
on episode 13 of Sunspot Scene, I am the guest host with my son Jables. Him and I talk about movies and TV shows and stuff. But it's ultimately, Sunspot Scene is my son Jables, his two friends, uh, Moises and Matt. Hey dudes. They call themselves the Kung Pao 3 Delight. They talk about all movies and all TV shows. Just all genres, not just comic books. So if you're into that and you want to hear some dudes talk about it, it's a good time. Plus, they usually play just a goofy game at the very, very end. And they always, of course, have a little Easter egg too. It's fun. I like to throw those in here on this podcast at the end, so wait until you hear nothing. There's just a little something to hopefully make you chuckle. But check it out. It's called Sunspot Scene. You can also see their Instagram, at Sunspot Scene. So check that out. So let's get into my favorite stuff here. Let's get into the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number one four, uh, number 140. Starting out with some stuff. That's been floating around in my nerd lobes. Yes, the first nugget of nerd lodged deeply inside my nerd lobes is some comic book movie and TV news. So what I'm going to go over here is a quick list of the nine comic book movies that are coming out in theaters. So I'm going to go over the one that are in theaters, not some of the animated features that are going sort of straight to video or Blu-ray or video on demand. So all nine comic book movies that are coming out in 2018, and which of the nine, at the very end, I'm going to pick the one I'm most excited about. If I only had to, of course, just pick one. <laughs> so, uh, so here we go now in release date order. So we're going to go over these, and man, what a year it's going to be. But first off, in the calendar year, because again, this is release date, February 16th is Marvel's Black Panther starring Chadwick Boseman. So this is coming out just around the corner. I can't believe it. It's almost here. They're starting to roll out additional trailers. I'm not looking at them, (laughs) but I'm excited from the one trailer, the original trailer that I did see. I also feel that Chadwick is maybe the most skilled actor of all of the comic book movies that are coming out this year as to where he is the head man of the project. Uh, Hard to say with, you know, Marvel Avengers, etc. There's so many people in it, but I feel that it's just as as it, it goes where you have the weight upon your shoulders with one actor. I think that Chadwick uh, will just carry that weight so easily because he is, I think, maybe the most skilled actor of the bunch. But I'm super excited about it. Uh, not a lot of people know about it. It's I think it has that, that Guardians of the Galaxy feel where some people are like, Black Panther movie? Really? And if they come in with that expectation, it's probably just going to blow us all away. So Black Panther, February 16th, the first of nine. Number two, coming out May 4th, so we'll have from, from from February to May the 4th, is the big one, Marvel's Avengers Infinity War. So what I think is cool is this is the third movie in the Avengers series. It stars everybody. I mean, the entire world is in this movie. Robert Downey Jr. Uh, in the list, just it's insane. Uh, but this is the Marvel Cinematic Universe's Phase 3 that still has five more Marvel movies to go, so... <laughs> I think this is actually going to set the tone for like the third act of the Marvel Cinematic Universe of the Phase 3. So I'm really excited where this is going to go. It's, of course, the giant ensemble team. You know, it's going to, it's got Thanos. I mean, where is this going to go? I, I hope it's five hours long with how many people are in it. <laughs> I, I think they should have split it into two movies. I know that was something they potentially had going, but uh, I don't care. Give us a five-hour movie with a 30-minute intermission. It doesn't matter. They're going to take all my monies. So that's coming May the 4th. And coming up at number 3, also in May, May 18th, is Deadpool number 2. Sounds like they that's really just the, the only title. At this point, there isn't an actual Deadpool 2, The Revenge, or something. But I'm seriously looking forward to more of this raunchy, I mean, dirty, 
funny humor, action-packed fun. That is Deadpool. And they're teaming up with, he's teaming up with Cable. So Cable and Deadpool together, you can't beat that. Can't wait for Deadpool. It's just going to be more hilarity. It's going to be over the top. It's going to be cuckoo nuts. Can't wait for Deadpool May 18th. That's the number three of the nine movies coming out in 2018. And the number four coming out on July 6th. So we have from May 18th to wait till the next comic book movie, July 6th. And it's Ant-Man and the Wasp. I'm super excited about this. I think I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hopeful that we see some fun, hilarious sort of chemistry between the always funny Paul Rudd. I just love everything he's in. It doesn't matter what it is. And Evangeline Lilly, who's done some great stuff too. And she's in Lost. But I just hope we really see some chemistry. I hope it's kind of like an equal billing movie where we sort of, we get the... She's the sort of straight runner. She's the the straight face and he's kind of the goofy one. And I just hope that it's kind of an even billing and they really have some really interesting chemistry there uh, along top with just Ant-Man's action-packedness. So July 6th, right around my birthday. So I'm super excited about that. I'm probably going to see it. My birthday's on July 5th. So this comes out July 6th. Ant-Man and the Wasp, the fourth of the nine movies. The fifth movie, we don't have to wait very long. It's also in the month of July, July 27th. Teen Titans go to the movies. Go look at this trailer online. It's hilarious. Uh, it's the only 2D style animated film to be in theaters next year. And I tell you, it looks like it's just a jam-packed bunch of hilarity going on. I love the little uh, Go Titans Go cartoon and the, it just all of it, the pairing of the team. It's got some great voice acting along, uh, I was really surprised with. So check out the trailer. Go see it online. It looks like it's going to be phenomenal. The only movie I'll, I've seen in a while that's just 2D animation that's a you know primary animated feature. So I'm excited about Teen Titans Go to the Movies, July 27th. And then we got to wait a little while. Number six comes out in October, October 5th. It's Sony Pictures' Venom, starring Tom Hardy. I wonder how he plays the Venom in this. <laughs> Hope he doesn't sound like the Monopoly guy. Um, still much to see here. We haven't seen a lot of visuals to it. We haven't seen a trailer. We've seen sort of what the font looks like for the movie. So a few things. I got a feeling this is going to be moved to 2019 because 2018 is so packed. So I'm not sure if we're going to actually see it in October. I just feel like with the timing of it, and with sort of lack of trailers, lack of visuals, lack of everything, and the movie coming out in nine months, I just, I mean, it'd be great if we get there and it's done and they wrap it up, but just got a feeling with how it goes from October to the end of the year with how many comic movies are there, they might just go an early 2019 release on Venom. But super excited, Tom Hardy, also fantastic actor. Good to see where he takes this. It's, I'm sure it's going to be gritty and hardcore. I mean, Venom is one of my favorite villains slash anti-heroes of all time, so I, I'm expecting high things from it. That can sometimes be a bad thing. Don't want to have your expectations up too high, but October 5th, potentially. Maybe it's set. I'm not sure. I just feel like we haven't seen much. Venom coming out, starring Tom Hardy. That's our number six of nine. Number seven of nine. We only have to wait a little bit. It is in November of 2018, November 2nd. It's uh, Fox, well, Disney. Dark Phoenix. This is starring Game of Thrones star Sophie Turner. I've got high hopes for this as well. I hope that they really bring something new and fresh and different to the Phoenix character. I, I, I don't really feel in any movie so far has it really been done the right justice. Has Phoenix really had the, the gravitas of that major sort of Omega level powered character. So I hope that uh, Sophie Turner brings something fresh, something new, and they really kind of go out of their way to make this kind of a different style, different feel and Something else that we've seen as far as the Phoenix goes in all of the Marvel movies thus far. 
And then we gotta wait a little bit because the next one is December 14th, number eight on the countdown, eight of nine, we're almost there, coming up to the last one, December 14th, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I spoke about this on podcast 133 uh, when the new trailer just came out and I am super excited about this. It's a 3D CG style, very super stylized animated feature that feels a lot like the Marvel comic book that I love called Spider-Man. So go listen to Podcast 133 to hear a little bit more about that and go online and see the trailer for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. It's very, very stylized kind of action. I love it. And again, that's our number eight of nine movies coming out in 2018 that comes out December 14th, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And the last one, wrapping up 2018. Man, and what a doozy it wraps up with here uh, in 2018. December 21st is Aquaman. Yes, DC Comics Aquaman starring Jason Momoa. What we have seen of Aquaman so far in the Justice League movie, I have really, really loved. So bring me more of it right now, please. But Jason Momoa brings this badass mofo element to it. I love it. And it just makes also my half-Hawaiian heart very happy to see him in any film. Uh, so I think he's a great actor. I loved him in Game of Thrones. Jason Momoa just just epitomizes badassery. And I definitely want some underwater action adventure now. I wish I, I don't know why we have to wait so long. I know they've pushed it a few times. But December 21st wraps up the year. That's all nine of nine of the films coming out in 2018. What a year it's going to be. I mean, wow. I mean... It's just going to be insane. I'm going to be spending so much money. I have to buy, I have to join that MoviePass program. I'm going to be looking into that, MoviePass.com. So here we go now. Man, overall, the one film I think I'm most excited about, if I only had to pick one because someone had a gun in my up up to my, my lobes, my brain, would be, insert drum roll if possible, Avengers Infinity War. I mean, come on. <laughs> I didn't even see the trailer of this movie, but it is so jam-packed with all the Marvel superheroes. I mean, everyone is in there. It's nuts. I don't even have to give you the list. You've, you've, you listening to this podcast have seen the trailer, I'm sure, 400 times, like the entire Earth has. But basically, it brings, I think, a great new beginning to the final act of the Marvel C- Cinematic Universe, uh, the Phase 3, the final five movies. I think this is where it really sets the tone. It really sets the pace. It really sort of sets the this sort of world of existence as to what we can expect in the next five movies, which is crazy, five movies. But it comes out on May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. So that's my one I'm most excited about. I mean, Ant-Man was like my number two. There's just so many. Aquaman. But if I had the gun up to the forehead, like I said, I think the one I'm most excited about, maybe 12% more excited than all the others, is Avengers in May. May the 4th be with you. Can't wait. But those are the nine comic book movies for just for 2018. What a year it's going to be. So write those down. Get, get ready. Go see those trailers. Although I won't forget it. And the last thing that's rolling around in my nerd brain in the comic book and movie TV category is that Black Lightning premieres this Tuesday, January 16th. It's a CW Greg Berlanti show starring Cress Williams. He's mostly known for his role in the show Prison Break, which I do believe is a Fox show as well. So it seems like it or a CW show as well. He went to Fullerton College, which is kind of cool as I looked up his IMDb, uh, which is very close to where I grew up. A lot of my friends went to Fullerton College. Uh, but I like that ultimately I go in with this with some high hopes that that CW is going to break the mold. They're going to do something different. They're going to have a little freshness here. I mean, right off the bat, it's a man that's in his late 40s. And I mean, the gist of the show is that after an almost fatal injury in 2005, 
he uh, was was Black Lightning at the time. He decides to just give it up to be with his family, live a normal life, become like a principal in a school. I watched most of the trailer, and then I was like, man, this is going on too long, and I'm seeing too much. So I kind of, but ultimately he just, you know, reluctantly decides he's got to go back into being a superhero, creates a new suit. And I got to say, this looks more superhero-y than a lot of them. Uh, I guess the CW is there, but I just love that the suit is way over the top. It's got lightning effects. It has neon. It glows. He's like a target. <laughs> you can see from far away. But anyway, uh, it looks amazing. So comic booky, And I'm excited about that. Check out the trailer, and the show comes out this Tuesday, January 16th on The CW. I also hope that they they cross over like they have Black Lightning with the CW Berlantiverse. I hope they do that kind of soon. But I like that at its core, it looks like it's him protecting his family and protecting his neighborhood. That is Black Lightning, so I'm looking forward to it. Some of the action fight scenes look really, really good, really done well. You can tell they hired some great uh, stunt coordinators and have a great just sort of fight team together because it looks realistic and gritty. At one point, he uses a human body as a shield and it's riddled with bullets. So, I mean, it looks a little edgier and a little more, I don't know, uh, you know, a little intense than some of the other fun CW shows. But anyway... Black Lightning. Check it out Tuesday, January 16th. I'm excited. I'm definitely giving it a go. And that closes the comic book movie and TV news. But the very, very last thing that's up inside my brain is I'm creating my very own comic book called Zombie Destroyers. And it's a just a passion project. I put all of myself in there. It's full of me and full of love. I've been wanting to create a comic book forever. I've been reading for so long and this is just a dream of mine. Uh, I have to say thank you to my friend Jordan Hudson for doing his gorgeous art on the comic. Please check out his Instagram, Jordan underscore Hudson underscore art. Thank you so much, Jordan. We're wrapping up the, the last three pages and working on this sample, our little bonus page at the very end. So I'm super excited about that because it's a little bit of me uh, infused in there. Some just interesting stories of my childhood. But if you want to take a look at the comic book that I've created and see some sample pages of it, there's actually six sample pages of Zombie Destroyers on my website. Just go to sunspotscomics.com and click on Zombie Destroyers. You can see our cover page, the first four pages of the comic, and even this crazy picture of Jordan, the artist of, com of Zombie Destroyers, his dad cosplaying at Rose City Comic Con as Zombie Destroyers' father and mentor, a character I created called Bruce. He's a primary character here, and Jordan's dad dresses up as Bruce. It's just a dream of mine. Insane, humbling thing every time I look at it. You gotta see it. So just go to sunspotscomics.com and click on Zombie Destroyers to see the comic book I'm creating. And also, just a quick mention of our segment called Spotlighting. And if you or someone you know is an independent comic book creator, we want to have a little nerdy chit-chat right here about the comic book you're working on. We want to help support the struggling comic book creators out there, like myself. I'm doing it with my Zombie Destroyers. So if you have, if you work in comics or you want to get into comics and you want to have a chat right here on a future podcast, send me a review copy of your work to my email, chris at sunspotscomics.com. Or of course, message me on all the social media at sunspotscomics. I'd love to have you on here. I got some folks lined up. Two in particular, we're getting very close scheduling wise to have them here on the podcast. Go check out the feed. There's a bunch of people I've interviewed on past podcasts. Go check it out. So now, on to my favorite part of the Sunspots Comics podcast, which is my comic book reviews and recommendations, where I pick my favorite comic books of the new comic books that just came out this last Wednesday, January 10th. And of course, semi-slight spoiler-ish alert. But really, have no worry. 
I work super hard on just trying to inspire you to read these comic book books without spoiling them. I mean, why do that? So I'm trying to talk you into getting the really great stuff because all I review is the great stuff here. I never discuss the last few pages. I don't even touch them. I may just kind of just touch the interesting points, but not all the interesting points to get you excited and get you up to go and buy these comic books that I discussed. But just in case, super duper light, semi-spoiler-ish alert. And also to see everything that I'm reading encapsulated into one simple, easy place, just go to sunspotscomics.com. Click on things like the pull list. You'll see the 116 titles I'm currently reading. I just I update my site every single week. I keep it very simple. Also, you can click on the top comic books of the week to see all of my past top picks. All the best of the best are right there at your fingertips. But like I said, I update it, I simplify it, I compact the site every single week. It's an easy breezy site to look at. I'm very proud of it. Go check out sunspotscomics.com every so often. And now let's talk about the artist winners. I always pick a cover artist winner and an art winner every single week. The one that just makes my eyeballs more happy than anything else. And we'll talk about the artist winner first. That is Chris Evanhuis. I'm so sorry if I messed up your name, Chris. Hit me up, tell me how to pronounce it properly. But Chris Evanhuis, Huis? Huss? Huss? I'm sorry. Of Monstro Mechanica, issue number two from Aftershock Comics. Please follow Chris Evanhuis at Chris underscore E-V-E-N-H-U-I-S. His lines are so super clean and precise, it's just stunning. He has this kind of animated style and feel, a little bit of a cartoon effect, but he also has this very simple yet so realistic style of doing facial features. It's glorious. It's very inspiring, honestly. Such great use of panel space to make every page, especially if it's an action page, seem very clear and crisp and almost just jump off the page. It has this kind of 3D effect with the lovely coloring that's done. And I also love his mixture of just silhouetting that he does every so often. It's just so perfectly timed because there are times you can throw in a silhouette and it just seems very odd. He uses it sometimes in action sequences to just sort of show a different angle, which is great the way that it moves the page. And I just love how fully focused every, every panel is, every page. It's just everything is in focus. He doesn't really use a lot of blurring effects. So it just gives this bright and just perfectly angled and symmetrical feel. It's just absolutely lovely. Go check out the art on Monstro Mechanica, issue number two from Aftershock Comics. It, Chris Evan Hughes, glorious, glorious stuff. Check it out. He's easily our art winner this week. And our cover artist this winner this week rarely does a comic that's not in the countdown win cover winner. It just seems to happen that way. I don't use it as a requirement per se, but... It just seems to always happen that way. So it's very rare that a comic that's not in the countdown will win cover art or any sort of art recognition. But I got to give it up to Mark Buckingham for Jim Henson's Power of the Dark Crystal issue number 10. Or number 10. <laughs> 7 and 10. It's the first cover for Mark on this series. And wow, my goodness, it's just fantastic. Check him out at facebook.com slash buckycomics. That's the only place I could sort of find. Doesn't have a website, didn't have anything else that I could find. If you find he has something else, please let me know because I want to follow him. But this particular cover, it's like looking at a piece of Vincent Van Gogh art. Yes, I hold it to that caliber. I mean, it's not really sure if it's true paint or it's uh, it's done digitally, but it doesn't matter to your eyes. It looks so real. It's got this very real, very thick painted style, tons of brush strokes and super attention to detail and sort of the lighting of it. It's very complex, very intricate. And I just kept going back to it and just kept looking at it. Not many covers look like this in the world of comics. It's just unique and eye-catching, and it absolutely won. Go check out 
Jim Henson's Power of the Dark Crystal, issue number 10, Mark Buckingham's cover. It is fantastically painted. It's just of sort of all these uh, evil monsters, uh, the bad guys that are in this comic. Uh, they're all there, and they're just in this sort of just sort of teepee-shaped, sort of triangle-shaped. It's very symmetrical, but like they're just all painted in all different positions. It almost looks of a sort of religious nature, something like a, a you know, a, the it's like the the Last Supper. I know I'm holding it in high regard, but it's that beautiful. It really looks gorgeous, and like I said, it's not like any comic book cover you're used to seeing. So check it out. Jim Henson's The Power of the Dark Crystal, issue number 10 by Mark Buckingham. Thank you, Mark. It was absolutely glorious cover. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And the breakdown! This week I actually read 18 comics and five of them made it to the Great Ones pick list. That's okay. It's not bad. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, new number ones this week. There was only one, but it did not make it to the countdown. I like to always talk about the new number ones to give you a chance to jump in. There was only one. It was actually a zero issue, and it was the Deja Thoris issue number zero. I'm going to continually read. It's of that, that John Carter of Mars series. And I, I dig it. I'm going to keep going with it. But it was a zero issue and there just wasn't a lot of meat there. But no new number ones to recommend that, or that made it to the countdown this week. So let's get into my top comic book recommendations. This is the Great Ones list. Here it comes, folks. This is for New Comic Book Day, January 10th. I consider these to be the best, the greatest of the comics that came out this week of all 18 that I read. Go buy these immediately. Trust me, they're super good. So there's five on the countdown. Here we go now. Coming in at number five is our artist winner. This is Monstro Mechanica, issue number two. This is written by Paul Aller and gorgeous, gorgeous art, the artist winner of the week, Chris Evanhuis. I tell you, he's co-created this as well. Beautiful, beautiful colors by another name I'm going to destroy, Sean Wagers? There's J's in here. It's S-J-A-N, so however you pronounce that. But I got to give it up to him. Lots of purples. He loves the world of purple and all the different shades. There's just a ton of it in here, but I love his coloring, his shading, his attention to light. It looks absolutely glorious. Wonderful coloring. But as I give you the gist here quickly, um, this is Leonardo uh, da Vinci, his assistant Isabel. Really, that's the core of the story is their relationship and how he treats his apprentice. But uh, without giving too much away, Leonardo da Vinci is kind of being sort of coerced by the Pope and a group or a faction of the Pope that want him to make sort of weapons of mass destruction. And it's kind of just like how he's dealing with that. He's a very unique artist and he he definitely is a difficult person to sort of deal with and handle, but he's very, he's very much an artist. And this really, like I said, the core of it is that relationship between Leonardo da Vinci, uh, Leo and his apprentice, Isabel. It's really about their just kind of odd relationship between master and apprentice. Um, other players are introduced in this particular story to just go to give you more of the story of intrigue surrounding uh, the city on the brink of war or county or state. Um, does he care for Isabel sending her into the heart of this enemy fortress? That's what this is about to save an important political figure. I, you know, you're just, that's what it is here. It's a love hate thing, but I love her fearlessness. She's just a, a woman of strength. She wears pants. She's, they call her a boy constantly. Uh, she also has as her companion, uh, Leo's like steampunk robot that he invented. And she's sort of kind of trying to sort of teach it to have, its own sort of awareness and be, and be smarter than it actually is because it's just kind of the steampunk robot. Um, but is that going to be enough to keep her safe? I mean, who knows? I'm sending her into the heart of this battle. But one of the core scenes, which is really funny, is actually the scene between her and the robot as the robot is learning by mimicking Isabel. I just love that sweet little quiet moment. She's making faces and the robot's sort of mimicking her. And she's really trying to find, try to figure out how smart this robot is and can it be taught but it's it's just becoming her her buddy cop partner and i love that 
and uh, the castle is attached uh, is attacked as she is is just trying to complete her mission so is she gonna make it out of there i don't know you gotta read but i mean it's action-packed this adventure glorious art it's just all things coming together here monstro mechanica issue number two from aftershock comics check it out it's beautiful it's glorious and it's a lot of fun and i love when comics twist on history it does that here and coming in at number four is Alters, issue number nine from Aftershock Comics. And this is Paul Jenkins, the master, the veteran, the he's done it all, my goodness. Eisner winner, Paul Jenkins. And art by Layla Lez. Lies. I'm sorry, Layla. I follow her on everything too. You can check her out at L-E-I-L-A-L-E-I-Z. Layla Lays. Lays. But glorious, glorious art. I love her clean lines. Her interesting look it's very kind of cartoony feel this feels like to me like invincible from image comics it's going invincible is going away so this is definitely kind of uh its replacement in a way <laughs> i feel that way because ultimately it has heart and it has at its very core um to give you the quick gist this is a superhero character that's uh at the same time deciding to open up about her being a transgender person also coming out as a superhero so it's like the complexity of that but she ultimately has this wonderful heart and it's very much filled with a positive superhero feeling so if you're looking at getting that or something out there that is maybe fresh a little off the beaten path of the superhero world that's just kind of ultimately she's just trying to do the right thing and do good as she's learning how to be a superhero then this is for you alters is absolutely for you i'm telling you but uh, I always I love to get that superhero feeling from Alters. But uh, this character Morph is uh, choosing instead of being a quadriplegic because he was injured in this fight involving uh, Chalice. That's her superhero name. Uh, instead of just being a quadriplegic, he can morph into into sort of these puzzle pieces, these living puzzle pieces. He's kind of a a clayface-ish sort of character. But then he, if he morphs, he can be in his morph form, but he will die and won't be able to go back into human form because he he sort of broke his neck and shattered vertebrae in his neck so chalice feels very much responsible she was early in on being a superhero and sort of was didn't listen to advice and went right in and jumped in and started fighting and and morph was injured for this so she feels very much responsible she feels very guilty for this and it's it's just crazy that little ironic thing that he can be normal uh and not quadriplegic i guess not normal but if he's in this morphed form so he chooses not to be he's not sure how long he can hold it it takes a lot of sort of energy for him to hold his morphed form but it's crazy also chalice actually comes out to her best friend that uh, works with her at their office job <laughs> this is definitely very normal sort of boring looking office job that they that she works at and it actually very much in a personal way reminds me of my sister when she came out. Um, hi, Carrie. <laughs> so it really got me there and I'm, I'm getting a little choked up. But um, I can definitely relate to that moment where Chalice comes out to her best friend because, uh, like I said, it just reminds me of my sister. Hello, Carrie. Um, then uh, you have this new alter, Sharice, that comes in. She has powers very similar to Chalice. Which Chalice's powers are kind of like a very mind-bending. She can uh, She's sort of like... Uh, has like sort of force powers she can use to make force fields and to move things in sort of telekinetic ways, but she can also sort of go into mirrors and into this sort of fourth dimension. And so can this new character, Sharice, who just realized she has alter powers. They call the superheroes in this world alters. 
And she's just kind of down on her luck, living in her car. She has two young boys. She's a single mom. She's dealing with poverty and having new superpowers. So again, just something very realistic and different and a twist on the sort of hero genre. And when she's approached by Chalice, um, Charisse just kind of doesn't want anything to do with it. She's just trying to keep her kids safe and... And she's just making ends meet by kind of morphing to the fourth dimension and going to liquor stores and grocery stores and stealing food for them because she's like, she's having a tough time staying at work and she got throw out, thrown out of her, her apartment from her landlord. So it just has this sort of real world feeling to it, but very, like I said, superhero feeling. And uh, it's great action final sequence here, by the way, huge cliffhanger, not going to even touch it there or tell you what it's about, but you should definitely check out Alters from Aftershock. Only on issue number nine, they're quick and easy reads because they're compelling and interesting and handle some topical sort of things. It's just fantastic. It's been surprising me. And for me, it's going to fill that void when Invincible is gone because it has just that overall heart, like I said. Check out Alters from Aftershock Comics. So good. But here we go now. We're coming into the big three, the top three comics of the week. So here we go. Coming in at number three, it's Rose, issue number seven from Image Comics. And this is Lovingly Done, a story by Meredith Finch. Oh, I love Meredith Finch's stuff. Check her out at Finch, Meredith One on everything. Art by Ig Guara. And I just always want to say Iguana when I read his name, but it's Ig Guara. You have to stop there. But after Ig and then say Guara. But um, check him out too. His art's so lovely. Everything on Ig Guara. I-G-G-U-R-A-R. U-A-R-A. One more time. I-G-G-U-A-R-A. Ig Guara. Gorgeous, gorgeous art. Almost art winner of the week. It was right there. But uh, Rose, man, let me tell you. Um, the gist again is magic is evil. If you have magic, your hair sort of turns white. You have these cats, spelled with a, like K-H-A-T-Z, I think, that will become your 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 confidant, your your trusty steed, and your sort of partner in the battle of you know evil. Your magic and positiveness versus the evil dark magic and so it's about rose who was hiding it for so long and now she's on the run her powers have come to her in in full fruition and she can no longer hide it and her hair has turned white she's got a badass outfit now and she has this ragtag of friends that are all just kind of trying to keep her alive and get her together with other rebels to fight the evil drusilla so that's the gist but this is this lovely flashback of rose when she comes into some of her awakening into her magic when she heals this white crow which is a very cool in itself some great visuals there very kind of cartoony style art but just lovely very lord of the rings kind of feel uh, to it in this art style by iguara and in this realm where all magic is forbidden uh, already her family is looking to hide her and have her wear sort of a charm that'll sort of hide magic powers you know, they have that in this land. But uh, there's this fantastic evil Drusilla origin, which uh, deals with her, like, or just her powerful feelings, her aspirations of wanting to rule. Uh, but they're ultimately thwarted by her, her big brother, who is being made uh, the king in this very much man's world here. And she wants to be the queen. And she has this sort of, this bug inside of her that constantly drives her towards being a ruler which is strange and she's just sort of born with it that's kind of how her origin is but that was interesting and there's also this wonderful optimistic scene here with her guardian her cat and how they see eye to eye they have this conversation of how they're fighting for good i mean they just can't instantly become best friends you can't write it that way they have to sort of talk it out sometimes and have something in common and they do here they they definitely see eye to eye that being in the fight 
of good versus evil is where they should be. So another uplifting, very powerful comic. And super cliffhanger at the end. My goodness, Rose number seven. Holy mackerel, I need number eight right away. But check out Rose from Image Comics. It's just beautiful. And like I said, it's uplifting. And it's uh, Lord of the Rings and magic. And it's just so much fun. And I'm having a great time with it. Rose. Lovely, lovely stuff. And coming in at number two is from DC Comics. It is Mr. Miracle number six. Wow. Let me tell you. Um, I was really surprised by this one. This is written by Tom King. And it's art by um, Mitch Gerads. Gerads? I do believe that he says it a little different than it looks like Gerard's, but it's not it's not spelled that way. But this is sort of out of continuity, I do believe. There's really just no tie-in to the sort of DC universe. It's just its own thing, which is totally fine. I love where it lives. But uh, let me tell you, this is bonkers. This has that um, that nine-panel grid style uh, that that is just it's so it's so deep and it has so much weight to this and it has that watchman look and feel but i i just dig that it's it ultimately um just to give you the gist this is kind of a, just a personal story of scott free and his girlfriend i'm sure i forgot her name um of mr miracle who is just kind of this master escape artist which has like he has powers as well that are a little mysterious and different he sort of has these sort of white uh plates that are sort of solid that he can either jump and land on or he can sort of fire like sort of repulsor blast from his hands and he has this like way of just escaping from everything but this is a, a strange comic i mean issue number one he like tries to kill himself and saying that he's trying to escape death and uh it's, so it's but it's also just a very personal story for scott free about the relationship between him and his girlfriend wife i forget if they're married but it's absolutely just so realistic in the relationship and how it's portrayed here but uh this ultimately has uh, scott mr miracle has been sort of tried uh for 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 insubordination and other things in the strange trial and he's been given the guilty he's absolutely charged for is guilty in this trial and has been sentenced to death but it's he him again trying to escape the clutches of his brother, he doesn't really consider him his brother, but of this high court of, uh, like, sort of uh, the gods, if you will. They're referenced, like the new gods. But they're trying to escape the clutches of this evil lair. And all every single page is in that nine-panel Watchmen style. So, such attention to detail. It's very deep and rich. But ultimately, during this, the dialogue is him and his wife discussing renovating their condominium. <laughs> It made me laugh. It's hilarious. But there's an absolute method to the madness of here at the very, very end that ties it all together and a huge reveal at the very end. Um, but it's funny. It's realistically funny. has a very true, real-world relationship feel and conversation in it that have a great payoff. I was really surprised by this. I, I, I'll be honest. I was a little annoyed at first that all this crazy action's going on and they're not referencing it all. And they're just talking about maybe we should... We should destroy this closet and extend the bathroom wall and they're just talking about stuff that real relationships talk about oh where are you going to put all those magazines i like these magazines well come on they're just collecting dust everything you have collects dust it's just this back and forth that happens in relationships so it has a crazy realistic real world relationship conversation like i said but while they're trying to escape the, the this crazy insane layer of the gods if you will What's going to happen? He is sentenced to death. Are they going to catch him? Is he eventually... It seems like a little bit of the... Uh, the That as each sort of 
layer of a uh, kind of floor of this of this crazy insane god layer gets difficult more difficult and more difficult as they're going through to escape so it just seems like in the ninth level is going to be a, a, an ultimately awesome bad guy they won't be able to pass or something and they'll be caught but it doesn't answer that it's just they're still in the middle of escaping through this whole thing so really surprising really interesting and like i said that it, the art style too is very gritty very realistic very sort of edgy, but beautiful physics to it, and great just comic book action in this with lasers and booby traps. It's just a good time that'll really surprise you. Read Mr. Miracle issue number six. Wow, let me tell you. I was really impressed by it. Super, super good. But here we go now. The number one, the one that beat them all, the best of the best of the best, the one that just slapped all the others in the face. All right, maybe not, but that's a little, that's coming on a little strong. I'm sorry, let me reel that up. But the number one comic of the week that was the best of them all this week was from Marvel Comics. It's Darth Vader issue number 10. Man, this was so good. There is such an awesome... Fi- oh, I'm going to give a hold before I even start up. Um, it's Charles Soule is the art or the writer, uh, and it's uh, pencils by Giuseppe Camicoli. But this starts off with this amazing fight sequence between Jocasta New and Darth Vader. And it's just amazing. It's she's this older woman, but he doesn't care. And she's coming at him with this high-powered blaster, like we, uh, like a blaster we've never seen. It literally is like a 50 millimeter cannon in the Star Wars world, with this giant blue laser beam that's coming out of this this rifle. It's just like something we haven't seen. Someone that's just got this uh, this bazooka blaster, if you will. And she is absolutely relentless in her mission. Uh, her ultimately, her mission is to take this mini holocron this memory crystal with the locations of all the force sensitive children on it and hide it from the emperor. He wants to find it. He wants to find these children and turn them to the dark side or kill them. If they won't turn to the dark side, just them again, star Wars killing kids. Uh, (laughs) but what super high stakes? I mean, Jocasta new has to leave Coruscant with Coruscant with this holocron crystal memory crystal, or the emperor will know every location of all these little kids that are force sensitive. So, man, I love that. It's got real stakes here that feel like, oh, man, she's got to... I mean, we know that Jocasta New doesn't exist in today's uh, continuity, so not going to just say that. What's But anyway, we know from history. <laughs> and what... Honestly, when this takes place, uh, that J- Jocasta New ultimately... Uh, you know, I don't want to say... Too, I'm saying too much. But it's not about what, what, how, it's how, it's about how she ends up going. <laughs> That's all I'll say. And how she ends up. Because come on, we know. This is not long after the Emperor gives the Order 66 to purge all Jedi. Uh, so the clone troops are even attacking Darth Vader. I like that. That they, they see a guy with a lightsaber. He's a Jedi. Attack. So they have their, their rules from the Emperor. Their, their orders from the emperor to destroy jedis and so they're even coming at darth vader so he has to protect himself jocasta new has a little bit of an advantage there because she's running and she it's just a great lightsaber duel it's action-packed there's some nods to rogue one in this that's all i'm going to tell you which i loved rogue one but uh man i can't recommend darth vader enough it's been a top pick of the week constantly it's been an art winner it's been a cover art winner it's just uh, winning on all categories here at the sunspots comics podcast so Darth Vader, issue number 10, easily the number one pick. Mostly just it was action-packed, very little dialogue, real stakes. A character that's interesting, Jocasta New, this Jedi woman that's kind of the, the queen librarian of the Jedi. And she's just sort of going throughout the galaxy even prior to this mission. 
just trying to secure holocrons that have important Jedi information to keep the Jedi alive. And uh, it's just fantastic stuff. I want an action figure of Jocasta New. I mean, just it'd be cool to have an. She looks like Aunt May from. This, she's like this older woman with a, you know with her hair in a bun, but she's a Jedi jumping around great with lightsabers. They even find this wall. Uh, the last thing I'll tell you. Sorry before I move on. This wall of all these lightsabers and just great designs of all of the hilts of them. They look phenomenal. But anyway, number one pick of the week, Darth Vader, issue number ten is the number one absolute one. Get it, buy it. It even kind of stands alone in a way. But I would get the last three to see what Jacosta New is doing leading up to this. Great, great stuff. So there you go. There you have it. There's the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 140. Let me lock the vault door. Those are my new comic book recommendations this week for new comic book day, January 10th. Please go to a local comic book shop. Buy these immediately. Tell them Chris from Sunspots Comics sent you. If you have any questions, comments, or you would like a personal comic book recommendation, please email me directly, chris at sunspotscomics.com. Maybe there's a comic book I should be reading that I'm missing. I would love to get your recommendation. There's so much stuff out there. It's hard to read everything. I go through the preview guides, but, you know, sometimes you miss stuff. I try to go through and kind of scour online and Comixology, etc. for just images and things that will inspire me to buy, but I miss stuff. So if you have a comic I should be reading, email me, please. Chris at sunspotscomics.com. Please check out our blog at blog.sunspotscomics.com. Also sign up for our newsletter at sunspotscomics.com contact. And tune in next week for issue number 141 of the Sunspots Comics Podcast, where I will be reading a list of 12 new comic books for January 17th. So a small week, but there are two new number ones coming out that I hope to get. I hope they're good. I hope to tell you about them. But here's a sneak peek of just some of the comic books coming out next week for review that I'm going to be reading for podcast number 141 next week. And here we go. In no particular order, from Aftershock Comics' Brilliant Trash, issue number 3, uh, Diablo House issue number three is coming out. Crazy cool story about that surfer guy that's monitoring this demon house and anyone that gets anywhere near the house or involved with it. Crazy stuff happens. It's kind of a Twilighty Zone kind of comic. I've been loving it. Uh, Jim Henson storyteller Fairies number two is coming out. Fairies was phenomenal. I really enjoyed that. Jimmy's Bastard number six. I mean, come on now. It's 007 if he had impregnated every single woman he was ever with. And now there's this group of people coming after 007 <laughs> to... To kill him, crazy story. You gotta check out Jimmy Jimmy's Bastards from Aftershock. Killer Be Killed, number 15 from Image. Fantastic stuff. Brubaker and Phillips. Gosh, love their noir. Crazy story about basically a Punisher guy that uh, has been told to kill people from a demon. Or the demon will kill him. Mighty Thor 703. Uh, spread, number 25 is coming out next week. Star Wars 42. It seems like Star Wars is coming out every single week. Just to name a few for Podcast 141. So it's going to be a very attractive lovely stack of comic books that are coming out next week so please subscribe please listen in and please tell a nerdy loved one to check out sunspots comics podcast if you missed any of the things i discussed i will put a link in the show notes so just check that out and click on it thank you so much for listening i hope you had a good time right here in the sunspots comics podcast i hope you helped your commute or your day at work or whatever it was i hope the rest of your day is fantastic and wonderful stay positive stay nerdy read some comics and please if you want to give a little back to help us here at the Sunspots Comic Podcast. Just go to iTunes, give us some friendly co- like words, not much, some blurb, and five stars. It'll really help our podcast. And I'll even read it. Personally, thank you on a future podcast and mail you a little comic book fun-related prize. So please give us uh, uh, your time and give us a little nice review. We'd appreciate it. So until next week, spend some time with the ones you love. Go read some comics. Read them together. Make it a family thing. Stay nerdy and be like water, my friends. See you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you.
looking for a place where your love is shared the same For the stories where the hero saves the girl somehow Where love no further friends, the adventure never ends We will save the world somehow In Sunspots Comics now Hey now, hey now, hey now, hey now, hey now, hey now, hello, 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 hello. Echo, echo, echo. She's 39 and she still looks young. Not very young, but a lot of fun.